mute and hello and welcome to the lair of lore episode 16 with no title yet because obviously we come with, come up with those later because we're smart indeed we usually tend to find like a much cooler title than we were originally thinking of um like halfway through the show and it's like oh that actually works as far as titles go yeah, the tentative title that we are currently using as uh, the Twitch stream name is uh, Plane Shift? Because there has not actually been a plane shift for Kaladesh, which at least we're surprised about, if no one mm -hmm. else is. I mean, it's definitely a plane that would lend itself well to the D&D universe, and you've got such cool ones with the... Um... Innistrad and Zendikar ones that they've released. Well, I mean, Zendikar was pretty simple, but then the Innistrad was a full conversion of the Curse of Strahd uh, campaign that was out yeah. relatively close to the time that Innistrad came out. Mm -hmm. So it's definitely, it's definitely one that we think would be kind of awesome. I'm just surprised that they haven't. I'm wondering if there's a reason, but we'll find out about that eventually, maybe. Yeah. It's an in-progress kind of thing. Yeah. But before we do that, we have the final story of uh, the, the Aether Revolt Aether to Revolt. talk about. Um, so yeah, it just kind of is tying up loose ends as far as the storyline goes. Um, Johnny has joined the Gatewatch. Tezzeret is... I went and w I went back to the end of Puppets to kind of skim through it, it which is the uh, one before this last one. And they kind of don't know exactly where he is. Uh, as Liliana puts it, he's either buried in the rubble or has run home to his master. Or probably just went somewhere else. Yeah, to lick his wounds. Yeah. Um, and it looks like everyone's headed to Amonkhet. Amonkhet. Amonkhet, excuse me. I'm just confused because you said it right like did i really a few minutes ago huh and just suddenly nope nope going going weird now huh interesting like midwest it almost came out as a midwest thing yeah as opposed when to I'm the not. fact that it's off-brand egypt exactly where i know it's like amen huh. weirdly by the way uh because of some implications in this it sounds like one they're trying to retcon liliana as being pre-mending which, okay, I don't really care that much, but it's a little bit weird that they've suddenly decided that she is pre-mending, or not suddenly. The, there have been some weird things about it for a while, but she's not that old. Mm-mm. They... by the way. Mm hmm Oh, sorry, this is, like, something that, like, I, I, I'm also re-skimming puppets to see if there's anything else of importance that might have come up. Uh, Razaketh? Does that ring any bells? Mm. The name Razaketh? Apparently he's one of the four demons. Oh, there was one demon who hadn't been given a name yet, so that's mm. probably that one. Okay. I think that's who they're after next. Uh, that's who she's after next. Quote, unquote. He's on Am 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 Amonkhet. yeah. That would sort of make sense. Um, so, yeah. quick backstory, Liliana made a deal with four demons to preserve her life and her youth, and she's been slowly murdering them. Not that slowly, actually. Uh, although I think she's only killed two of them? Yep. Okay, yeah. Because she's killed uh, Grizzlebrand and one of the other ones that I'm forgetting. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, who else is left? It's Razaketh oh. and... Kylo something? Huh, okay. I think so, I'm guessing. Um, so what I was actually going for, though, was... Uh, apparently, Amonkhet is the meditation plane that Bolas has been retreating to in the past that he made. Except now it has things on it. So maybe he made two planes? They're interesting. They're saying that it's a plane that he made because huh. planeswalkers before the mending were basically gods, 
and he wouldn't be the first planeswalker to make an entire plane of existence, but I think he might be the first one to make two. Um, everyone's sort of referencing that pretty much everyone, except for Chandra, Gideon, and uh, Nyssa, have had interactions or fights with him before. Okay. Uh, Liliana mentions having walked into his lair and back out. Uh, Jace mentions that he's also an immensely powerful telepath and that he had mind battles with him, which is actually kind of funny because he left Jace brainless on, I want to say, Ravnica. (laughs) I forgot about that part of Jace's story. Yeah, and I think they're sort of retconning Ajani's fight with him as well. Immediately after Ajani's Planeswalker Spark, well, not immediately, but very shortly after Ajani's Planeswalker Spark ignited, he got into a fight with Bolas at the Maelstrom at the center of the Shards of Alara, mm-hmm. where, uh, yes, Ajani totally cheated by basically powering his magic with the Maelstrom, but he still won against Bolas, and not because he came out of nowhere. He just literally made, uh, because Ajani's whole thing is uh, empowering people and doing so basically by empowering their soul and their body, he just made a copy of Bolas. Hmm. Just straight up. himself? Yes. And that's how he won, because between the copy and Ajani fighting him, Bolas couldn't do both. And he, they're trying to play it off that, like, oh, it's because he was also trying to suck energy out of the maelstrom. It was like, they were both doing that and fighting with the energy. I don't know what the hell you're talking about. Interesting. As close to a fair fight as you get with Bolas. Doesn't sound like there is much of a fair fight with him. Again, it just seems like a lot of these are sort of retconning stuff, but... yeah. I guess retconning it to fit the current storyline. Yeah. Or where they want the storyline to go. Yeah. So basically, the Gatewatch, now six members, is informed that, uh, no, we, by Ajani, who has had the most recent experience with Bolas, uh, we probably shouldn't just go to Amonket, the place he made and where he rules as a god, and get into (laughs) a fight with him. Because then the entire world is going to hit us. I don't know, maybe use any of the other enemies that he's made, get a bigger group together, fight like him. Recruit more not, to the Gatewatch or something. Not even the Gatewatch, just find get any help. of find any of the other people that he has made enemies of because no one likes him. Because kind of a, the enemy of my enemy is my friend. Yeah, except that in this case, the enemy of my enemy is a dragon who thinks he's a god that wants to rule the entire <laughs> multiverse. Everyone is his enemy. Pretty much. And you know what the... And let's not fight him on his home turf where he has the advantage. And... Everyone decides that no, Ajani's totally wrong, we should do it. That's the thing that, like, seems most stupid to me. Like, you're going to go to his, his plane, the plane that he has created, so he knows, like, pretty much every inch of it. Well, there's all, well... And you're gonna fight him on his own turf. There's no pretty much about it. He had to make every inch of it, so yes, he definitely knows. Exactly, that's my whole thing, is, like, he created it. He, like... He has the entire map. He knows exactly, like, every rock and, like... Also, everyone stone. there, he... Because uh, they don't... Planeswalkers don't seem to be able to just create life out of nowhere. Yeah. Uh, very likely, he went and bought people and brought them to this plane because he felt like they would listen to him. And exactly. then has been ruling them and their children for who knows how long. Yes, this is the best idea ever. (laughs) Yes, because that's apparently what is going to work well. They're not even saying, let's do some reconnaissance. They're just saying, let's go take him on. We took on three Eldrazi. Admittedly, two of them we had to fight 
one at a time, and we only won because of a, like... Technicality. No, they won because of a deus ex machina spell that they pulled out of goddamn nowhere, and because it was Nissa's home and she has her weird ley line thing that they've started working on as a story thing. Mm -hmm. Uh, they beat the last Eldrazi because the Eldrazi chose to seal itself away... And Jace Which is not quite killing it. And Jace knows that. Well, it's one of those like, it's they have sort of implied that killing, it's the same thing as killing Galactus. It's if you kill this, bad things will probably happen because yeah. you've eliminated a fundamental force of the universe. But the you didn't beat Emrakul. Emrakul locked itself back up. Exactly. And I like how it's. We beat three Eldrazi and Tezzeret. No, beat you Tezzeret. beat two Eldrazi and Tezzeret's still alive. You have not successfully no killed any planeswalkers, and you're taking credit for something that Jace knows they didn't do. And your next logical response is, Let's go fight a dragon planeswalker god on his home planet. It's like, yeah, we got this. This is the... Uh, <laughs> it's it's really not going to go well for them. It really no, isn't. it's not. Uh, and what's sad is they're like most of them are like, oh yeah, we got this. It seems like it's mostly like Gideon and Chandra. I'm trying to like find that section again just to double, like to read it again. I mean, Liliana um, did and did actually go toe to toe with Emrakul for a little yeah. bit. While the chain veil was eating her soul, you know, just and none normal of, day for Liliana, and none of the other ones have any significant ability to like power themselves <laughs> up. Exactly. So yeah, I'm sure this will go great. I mean, oh hello, Oliver. <laughs> we have a puppy. Uh, yes, he's just stand. Well, he's being held right next Aww. to my head. All I can think of now is. They're going to probably end up depowering Nyssa somehow because all of her stuff comes from manipulating ley lines and the land, effectively. And if you go to a place that an evil dragon made, that he'll probably have made it so that you can't do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chandra's entire thing is setting stuff on fire. Pretty sure most mm. of Amonkhet is made out of stone and... uh Yeah, so sand. Don't think Not fire's going to do too much there. Nope. I don't know what Gideon does at this point. They're not bringing a Johnny, so... Nope. You've got Jace. Mind who's, stuff. Who's mind stuff that on occasion they just decide is really powerful and on occasion does nothing. It's kind of like they give him powers when it's um, when it suits the story. Yeah. Like he's the he's that Deus Ex Machina character where it's like, oh, we need a saving thing. Let's give let's give Jace another thing to do. Yeah, and yeah. last but not least, we've got Liliana, who again could go toe to toe with Emrakul for a bit, but just a bit. Yeah, that's it. I don't know. This okay, is okay. So really, the big thing he can do is make himself invulnerable. That's Gideon. That's like in that's his that. cards, but he can't do that in actuality. No, like I literally just looked him up to see, like, okay, yeah, what is it you're good at? Literally, all of his cards. His primary thing is either make himself invulnerable and loudly shout "hit me," or turn into a creature so he can hit other stuff. It's like he's just strong. He that's is. It. He is literally just screw magic. I'm going to hit them. Uh, oh technically, the magic he uses is called Hieromancy, and which is one of the really dumb things. It is the magic of order, so most of his magic is basically just locking people down with chains of light. That's so yeah. not that useful. Not really. Again, he's real strong, so he sits on the ground and fights people. Which does so much <laughs> against a several-story-tall ancient dragon god planeswalker thing. This is yes. starting to sound like that awful name that they gave the new Super Saiyan at the very beginning of uh, 
the oh. the the new Dragon Ball Z thing that I haven't watched any of. Okay, so apparently also Nicol Bolas is like able to neutralize blue mana. Like or no, never mind. Sentence was weird. Um, but like he's a master of black, blue, and red. So like, yeah. there's not much. There's there's green and there's white. Yeah, That's which it. is pretty much why uh, Ajani was so, able to take him on the first time because his original yeah. colors were uh, white red because okay. he was white and he was angry. Uh, actually, okay, amusingly, so- the entire reason his spark ignited is just because. Uh, a an agent of Bolas on his shard, a, not like a direct agent of Bolas. Bolas had a whole bunch of different organizations working for him in shards, mm-hmm. who were all actively working towards the convergence of the shards. Uh, but yeah, one of his, uh, one of the people who worked for one of those organizations, killed Ajani's brother. Somehow Ajani found out, and uh, oh, get Ajani also get blamed for his brother's death, like framed. Uh, I something like that. Don't think so. No, he found his brother dead, and that caused him to ignite his planeswalker spark. And basically, instead of jumping to another plane, he accidentally walked next door over to Jund because <laughs> uh, he was born on Naya. So, yeah. Okay. So he was yeah. just angry white planeswalker. Like everything he did before that was, I'm like a happy-go-lucky healer. And his brother died, so he got angry, took up his brother's axe, and, uh, he got a little bit of training from Sarkon Vol, who he mm. met on, uh, the, the, the Jun, Jun, <laughs> and then somehow ended up in a fight with Bolas, because that made sense. I, I don't remember exactly how, but he did actually figure out that it was Bolas who was in charge of the group, and got into the fight with Bolas, made the copy of Bolas, like, I I want to say it was he made an avatar out of Nicol Bolas's soul, mm-hmm. and the avatar and uh, Bolas were basically even, so the tiny bit of help of Ajani also trying to hit him meant, yay, win. Hmm. I'm looking at, like, I, I'm looking at the different colors that everyone wields. Nissa's Gideon is white. Everyone else is use- useless in this case. They're not actually... It, so he doesn't neutralize their colors or anything. It's not that, but, like, who might have anything... I'm, I'm thinking, like, who might have anything well, that would... The thing is that there's also different aspects to each color. Yeah. In Nicol Bolas's case, he does use the same aspect. Well, the problem is, actually, blue only has one mm-hmm. real offensive aspect in magic, which is mm-hmm. the mind attack stuff. But the other ones all have different other aspects. Like, hang on. Stop that. The red, in his, in Nicobolus's case, is more about his passion and such. And while Chandra is passionate, she's mostly just fire! Fire, 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 fire. Literally. There's, yeah, there's... Fire! Also, light, the, light the thing on fire. Light the person on fire. Yeah, there's also lightning and, to a lesser extent, earth are also... Like, magical elements of red. And okay. none of those are really big things that Bolas uses, so none of them are things that he directly counters, beyond the fact that he's blue and can therefore counter magic. Um, okay. And then, in his case, the black is more uh, a mental thing, where it's a lot of... He is extremely greedy, he is the... Like, everything he's doing is solely for himself, not for anyone else. That makes uh, sense. While on... that's still sort of what Liliana is doing, but she has reasons to work with other people. She also yeah. has the whole undead thing, which is not something that uh, Bolas has ever seemed to care too much about. You know. Yeah. So he doesn't. That's one aspect of black that he doesn't use that could definitely be used against him. But again, we have no idea. It just seems like they're being really stupid because they're not doing a reconnaissance. a reconnaissance mission they're just planning on trying to beat him in the face until he doesn't move anymore yeah I don't know how that's gonna go I feel like they're gonna at least get their butts kicked the first time because I mean isn't this a this is a two block set they're all two block sets now yeah so it's gonna be I'm thinking somewhere in the first block they're gonna get their butts kicked and they have to do something 
to like retreat and figure out what they're actually going to do. They've announced what the other one's called. I just don't remember it. I think they also announced the tagline. Hang on one second. I'm on cat block. Yes. Um. <laughs> uh, their head is so big, but empty. Very, very empty. Apparently. So I, I, I <laughs> right. was checking out our, our Twitch, yeah. our Twitch stream. Right. Amonkhet block will be comprised of the large expansion, Amonkhet, and the small expansion, Hour of Devastation. Yep, that sums it up. They're going to get their asses kicked. They're going to have their... Hopefully they're going to have their asses painfully kicked the entire second half. (sighs) Uh, God, what's its tagline? Why does this not have the bloody tagline? Uh, Is that the Rise Among the Worthy thing? Uh... That might be for Amonkhet. I'm talking about our devastation. Uh, okay. Uh, it, it's something about your end game, but I can't see it here. Ah. <sighs> oh, unleash your end game. They're all going to die. And Ooh. yes, sorry. Uh, the original name. So, real quick rundown from what I remember. Uh, there was a thing with. Dragon Ball Z, where they basically did a sort of revitalization the past couple of years, where there was a thing to become a Super Saiyan god, and then originally they they basically wrote themselves into a corner so they couldn't do it very often or for very much, so they added a thing for the next movie of uh, basically they went Super Saiyan, but their hair was blue. And they called it Super Saiyan... So Super Saiyan God, Super Saiyan, or, because different translations disagreed, Super Saiyan God, uh, or... Oh god, there was a Beyond thrown in there somewhere. It was like Super Saiyan God Beyond Super Saiyan God, something like that. It was really dumb. And they have now mercifully decided to change the entire name to just Super Saiyan Blue. Because that's literally all it is. It's just, your hair is blue, it looks really dumb. Interesting. Which is, it's just Kinda a- stupid. It's just an extra, like, punch in the face because the Super Saiyan God was actually kind of impressive. Because it wasn't just a, I am muscle bound, I will hit you now. It was, like, a, like, very athletic muscle build. Mm-hmm. And didn't have any crazy hair doing stuff. It was just their hair got a slight. Well, the one person who did it got a slight red tinge. And oh, by the way, you can only keep this up for like five minutes because you are pretending to be a god. Interesting. Yeah. Ooh, it looks like they're gonna release an art book too for him. Yeah, they've been doing art books for all of them. Ah, uh, I like art books. I don't remember when they come out though. Uh, this one comes out, Amonkhet uh, comes out in April, and then I think the other one comes out in June. Hour of Devastation is in July. No, no, when the art books come out. Oh, um, I think that also comes out in July. Um, for, for I would Amonkhet. bet, when did, sorry, when does Amonkhet come out? Uh, this one comes out in April. That's probably right, so, uh, yeah, the, April the, 22nd. The Art of Kaladesh came out... Okay, the Art of Kaladesh came out in January, and Aether Revolt came out in January. So yeah, it'll probably okay. come out the same month as the second set in the block. Yeah, that's what it looked like when I was clicking around. Um, yeah, it looks like it's coming out in July. Yeah. But yeah, they've been doing Great. our books for the past couple. They're generally about 25 bucks. How did I not know this? I love uh, art books. Because... We see most of the art already. Yes, but then there's like big, full versions that I can drool over. Not all, just some. Some. And unfortunately, it's not often a lot of the good ones. Oh, so, man. let's move on to our main topic, which is... Because it doesn't look like there's going to be a plane shift for Kaladesh, uh, we're going to try and do a little bit simpler, more stripped-down version of what we've been doing in the past, which is try and figure out... What a, well, instead of trying to figure out all of the different races and things that are on Kaladesh and how to work them into D&D, we actually just wanted to try and make a very, very rough outline for how an Aetherborn would look in uh, I mean, D&D. To be fair, there are 
like for example, there's dwarves. You can you can basically build a dwarf. You can kind of throw together a dwarf. Yeah, I mean, yes, right, there that's, might that's be an easy one. there might be some uh, planar specific changes yeah. to do, which would mostly be things like I don't know, accounting for the fact that they all seem to be tinkerers. So maybe you would focus on. Um, I actually don't have the player's handbook in front of me right now. Uh, it's way over there, and I can't go get it. Um, <laughs> um, maybe take one. I can pull it up. One of the base dwarf races is like a constitution-based one. So you take that and then yeah. just do a slight retooling so that it's a, focused on tinkering instead of the stonework yeah. stuff. But those exactly. are all minor things. Like you could do the same thing with elves mm-hmm. and with. Uh, Actually, I don't think there's a ton to really be done with humans because there aren't individual groups of humans on Kaladesh. You'd probably just mm-hmm. go with the generic uh, human is uh, jack of all trades thing. Yeah, I mean, there are there aren't there are elves on Kaladesh, aren't yeah. there? But there's yeah. not just not a lot of them. No, there's plenty. It's just that they live away from the cities, and mm, okay. we. I mean, I don't think there's a lot you can do with them. They're a little bit strange for elves because mm-hmm. they do artifice like this is the one plane where you can have a an elf artificer druid and it actually makes sense that's actually what i was thinking about like if you could do an elf it would be a druid would be a nice straightforward but then you'd have the ability to do artificer to be an artificer so you would still be able to work with metal yeah i would definitely say that everyone and no matter what all druids on this plane can totally use metal (laughs) yeah like that's it's pretty straightforward this plane is weird Um, yeah i mean in terms of like your standard races you don't have the straightforward magic that you might have um somewhere else yeah um the other reason why we're not trying to do anything with the humans or the oh that's the other one we forgot is the uh oh god i've already forgot their name the vidalkin oh yep yep well, because the Vidalkin are basically just, we are the smartsmans, and I guess you could maybe do a dex bonus for them, because they've got the whole very lithe, tiny finger things, mm-hmm. but... I mean, uh, I feel like you would get a wisdom modifier of some sort. I don't even um, feel like wisdom. I feel like it... I would say intelligence and dexterity, because I mean, fair enough, since they do not people... seem to be that wise. True. Smart, yes, but kind of stupid like um oh, what is it that i'm thinking of Sorry. ivory tower e. okay yes that did actually screw just one yeah so like the Etherborn themselves are a really i mean we kind of have talked about them um oh right way. sorry sorry the other reason why we were saying that we should do the Etherborn is because they're one of the only people who have some sort of innate magical ability on the plane. Yeah. Like, Since, everyone uses ether, but, like... Well, it's not even mages. ether. It's just no one is mages. Yeah. Like, Chandra was hunted because she had some amount of innate magic power. Mm-hmm. Which is so. a bit weird, but... I mean, it, it, that kind of goes to the whole, if you've never seen a thing, kill it with a stick mentality, which is dangerous. But that's that's another topic for another yeah. day. But yeah, um, so that's why we're looking at Aetherborn, because they're one of the only ones who could really go and be almost any class. Again, yeah. apparently the elves have at least a close enough connection with nature to do druidism, but that's not something that's passed down. That's a... Yeah. It's the same way as, like, wizard, where it's a thing you that you can just... It. Yeah, it's a thing you can just learn. Yeah. But again, wizard also isn't a thing on this plane because no one can teach you magic because no one knows how to use it. The re- freezing microphone. There yeah. we go. The big reason why I wish we had a plane shift is because they've been sort of hinting at or talking about an artificer class for 5th edition because every other edition has had an artificer class. Mm-hmm. Maybe not at launch, but they usually do but there's a couple other different classes we're also missing so i'm not too not unimpressed too impatient because like we don't have shaman or stuff like that no but shaman also sort of functions 
sort of the way some parts of Barbarian and some parts of Ranger fu- function, so eh. I mean, if you wanted to homebrew one, you could just kind of mash a couple traits together and get something that would work. Do not homebrew classes. It's a massive pain <laughs> in the ass, and inevitably you will end up with something that is way too powerful or way too underpowered. Don't do Which it. Which is why I said, if you want to. Yeah. Not do- saying you should. Yeah. But. Don't. Yeah. Just Artificer don't. Definitely, I would love to see what you could do with Artificer um, well, like to try to build a class for it, but. I'm looking forward like... to them actually just doing it. Because again, it's a class that has already existed and they could definitely do again. Uh, it's ranged from being sort of a pet based class of ranged attack. So usually mm-hmm. it's someone who's got like crossbows and stuff and some amount yeah. of. Uh, being able to engineer things, but very small scale, and having mm-hmm. some sort of mechanical assisted pet thing. I mean, I know there's like a tinkerer type thing. You no, can no, 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 no. Like that. Like... That's just that's a job. Yeah. Yeah, that's just I like working with stuff. Um, yeah. Let me actually see if I can just pull up one of the old artificer things. So artificer has been in since second edition. They had one in third, three point five, and fourth. I'm just trying to look at 4th real quick. Um, I mean, most of my D&D experience has been with 5e and occasionally like venturing back to the back beyond. But that's that's really... Yeah, most... I guess in some cases I've got limited D&D experience. Yeah. Frankly, 5e is very good and should generally be played with. It's, it's straight... Um, so apparently in 4th edition they were basically a um they were sort of a homebrew they were only available from dragon magazine it was never like a published thing they were considered this is back when they had the Mm. fourth edition had this weird thing about roles they were considered a uh, leader along with uh bards clerics shamans druids and warlords Mm -hmm. Uh, they were proficient with cloth and leather armor and simple weapons they can use rods staves and wands as implements uh they could Recharge a magic... So basically, they were good if you gave them a magic item. Uh, mm-hmm. Allow Artificer to recharge magic items daily power. Each day it could be used once, plus one additional per milestone reached, and cannot be used more than once a day per item. Uh, component would allow Artificers to use mundane materials to create the regions and devices which some of their powers required. Due to this feature, Artificers always assumed to have the necessary components on hand when using their powers. Healing Infusion allowed Artificers to use two Healing Infusion powers uh, two or three times per encounter, depending on level. Healing, Mm -hmm. uh, which were curative admixture, uh, is similar to the Cleric's Healing Word, Um, so sort of a ranged healing ability. Uh, A resistive formula allows the Artificer or one ally within range to gain temporary hit points. Ritual Caster, so it could do... Uh, there's a thing in D&D where basically if you're a ritual caster, you can spend 10 minutes on very specific spells to cast them as a ritual, which basically mm-hmm. means you'll get them without having to expend a spell slot. Um, Interesting. I'm not sure if I like it. Like, Yeah, it's... Depending on how it's yeah. done, it can be very different, because... Uh, like, the infusion thing seems to be pretty standard... Uh, Mm. there's a mention in 3rd edition where they're basically, like, uh, Artificer gains a wide variety of trickster class features. They're usually reserved for rogues, so they could play sort of like a rogue. Uh, they could create, in 3rd edition again, they could create magic items, Mm. which could be broken, but hard to say... I mean, I mean, there's like you're leaving it up to the DM who can give you useless magic items or could give you good magic items. Eh? Yeah, I mean, there's also the whole like, oh, you do have your components on hand, no matter yeah. what. I mean, uh, and then a couple other things have looked yeah. at it as basically being a specialist version of a uh, wizard. So instead of them doing, yeah, that's kind of what I was thinking. Like especially with like the ritual chanting things like that. Well, this is different from of... the way that vaguely wizardy no 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 so this is different from the way that anything works on kaladesh is when i say that it's a wizard specialist it's a wizard who specializes in instead of casting a fireball he makes an item 
and puts a lot of effort into an item that will cast fireball for him when he needs it later. Yes. Yeah. That's kind of why I'm like, eh, it does not really fit. It's sort um, of what the people on Kaladesh do, but never quite so straightforward. Yeah. It, um, it doesn't quite work. Yeah, in the Twitter conversation I was having, I did point out that uh, Kaladesh could theoretically be possible, because we already have rules for stuff like um, vehicles already in the game and guns, and yes, a lot of the artifacts are pretty much stand-ins for spells that already exist. Mm -hmm. Oh, you should... Uh what was the Twitter conversation that you had? I mentioned... I know, but, like... No, no, I mentioned this earlier, didn't I? Okay. Yeah. Uh, the, you did to me, but not, like, on the actual, like, show notes. Actually, it was... It, during the show. Twitter conversation is a strong word. It was mostly just me and Chewie from the Mana Pool going, Hey, uh... Is there a reason why we haven't had a plane shift yet? And then having a conversation with a couple of other people about why it probably would actually work and wouldn't be that difficult. Yeah. There are literally, like, five tweets in it. It's not that big or anything, really. No worries. I just was like, oh, wait, I know about this, but no one else does. Or I mean, no one else who was might hey, have been listening. Hey, P.S., we have a Twitter. It's Lair of Lore. Literally everything we do is Lair of Lore. <laughs> Go check it out. There's fun stuff. Actually, is there anything interesting that we've done on the Twitter account? or uh, Mostly conversations with Chewy and being the most up-to-date way to see when we post stuff, but that's about it. Yeah. I don't use Twitter, so it's like, oh, wait, that's a thing. Yeah. So, for the... Back to our original yeah. topic. For the Aetherborn, uh, there are a couple things that for sure we know we wanted to do. Mm -hmm. uh, the first one is we would like to actually establish a... Again, we're not doing hard numbers for this, but some way of... If you're playing an Aetherborn, you know your expiration date. Yeah. And ideally, it's close enough that you actively have to use the, like, life-absorbing ability. Mm-hmm. Or else your character just disintegrates and goes away. Yeah. Um, it's I like, don't. Bye. Yeah, I don't know how long that would be... And it's one of those things where I feel like Aetherborn might end up having sort of a background rolled into it, just mm -hmm. since they don't live particularly long, and they're born fully, like, aware of the world. Yeah. And knowledgeable. There's not really a yeah. growing element. Yeah, there is no growth. They're just born adult, into adulthood with, with uh, yeah. knowledge about the world already implanted in them. Yeah. So I feel like a background being rolled into it might be necessary, but then this would make it a very strange class. And the thing is, you know exactly when you're going to die. Like, yeah. And after you feed, you know exactly how much longer you have based yeah. on that feeding. So ideally, we'd try and create some sort of feeding thing that only works if it would be, or not that only works, that ideally you want to use as lethal damage. Mm -hmm. So... Because we want it to be usable more than once a day, I would say it would probably do less damage, so it wouldn't be like yeah. a Dragonborn's Breath thing that's 2d6, it would probably be 1d6 at max. Yeah. Maybe and I mean, 1d8, it's also, that feels it's like pushing it. becomes a temporary hit point. Yeah, uh, um, they, you don't get any, like, hit point regeneration, you just get temporary hit points that would, I would say, probably go away after some kind of rest. I don't want to say short or long, but probably some kind. I mean, like, my thought is maybe a couple of days, and I guess the closer you are to the end, like, the longer you go without feeding, like, I feel like the more you have to feed to gain. See, I would actually say that what it would be is just the temporary hit points go away after a, like, probably a short rest, because you're no longer mm -hmm. being directly energized by that. Everything that you yeah. took is mostly just going to keeping you alive. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that the the hit points that you get would tie directly into how much time you got. Yeah. And probably also by extension to how much damage you dealt with it. So Ooh, like I just had a thought, would this could we even do this as like you take damage you lose? No, 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 because well? the no, because the way that I'm suggesting this would make it real difficult. Yeah. 
Because what I'm saying is, frankly, make every temporary... So make every point of damage you deal equal one temporary hit point that you get, and make each one of those hit points a day. Yeah. So if you deal six damage, you get six more days. That would basically mean that if you take... That's pretty straightforward. Yeah, but to make this an actual thing that your players would need to worry about, you would have to start them with something like, you have like seven days left. So taking three hit points of damage basically means you'll be dead soon. Yeah. So no, I don't feel like we should do that. Because like... That just feels cruel and unusual. That's my whole point, is like, if you start them... If they start out pretty low, like first level... They're already not going to have a lot of hit points to start with. So if you lose that, if you take damage, you're going to die even faster. Yeah, I just feel like that's not okay. That would be really mean and just... You wouldn't enjoy playing anything. No. You wouldn't enjoy playing the character. Like, um, having a character that dies, like, first or second... Like, the first or second, like, a fight you go through is just, it's yeah. not no, no. fun. So we're not doing that, so don't worry about it. Cause that's yeah, just, no, it's, yeah, it's I'm a sorry. It's a point. <laughs> I'm, no, no, I'm just saying that that was a bad idea. Exactly. That's, uh, like, that was my clarification. It's yeah. like, this is a bad idea. Yeah, so mm. uh, you actually mentioned that they had a whole empathic thing. Yeah, it, it seems like they come... They even when they come into the world, they can just kind of sense the feelings of around them, um, which is kind of cool. Um, and we were trying to figure out how that would tie into um, like skills that you could have, um, whether that's like an inve- uh, what was it? Well, so I would say that that's either going to be you get a not a flat bonus, you automatically have advantage either to perception rolls to determine uh, like if someone is hiding near you or something like that, or yeah. uh, you get advantage to the any rolls using the insight skill, which is the, yeah. uh, the wisdom-based skill for determining someone's like true intentions and how they're feeling. Exactly, because it might not be like, an exact thing, like, you know what they're thinking, but you know what they're feeling. Yeah, you can, it's the idea that you feel their emotions, which tends to be a giveaway for stuff like true intentions or lies or anything. Yeah, Um, like, you can sense them getting nervous or angry or upset, whereas physically they might not. I just thought that was kind of cool. Yeah, I think Um, maybe, I would say maybe both of them, if we're rolling the background into it as well, and that, like, one would be the... What's it called? The one of the bonuses for the race. The other one would be the feature for the background. Mm-hmm. I mean, I feel like that part might be up to the DM to like where you want to go with it. Yeah, but no, no. Well, almost all of the the background features are very much up to DM DM discretion. Yeah, because most just, of them it's... are things basically that allow you to find free or free or cheap housing for the night, or get like exactly. advantage with certain groups. So it's, I would definitely be okay with having a f- background feature that is up to DM discretion, because frankly, most of them are. Yeah, I, I think it'll be, I think it will be necessary to actually play that character like, yeah. with all of the whole, um, I mean, unless you want to play a particularly like blunt Etherborn, or you don't, you're not particularly good at the whole empathy thing, or you deliberately misread stuff, but... No, no, no. Sorry, I, I mean the the insight. So, I think that the insight one should just be your class one. You have advantage. Yeah. That's just a thing that you have at all times. Yeah. I'm saying that the one for detecting people based on I feel an emotion coming from over there what should be the feature one. Yeah. Okay. Like I feel like I'm there is that. a there is a living thing over there that is having emotions. <laughs> When it could I actually feel... just be, like, a place that a lot of emotion has been directed at, or something like that. I feel a disturbance in the ether. Except not, because it's, like, 30 feet from you, I would say <laughs> is probably the max that you can do. Exactly. Um, like, they have to be near enough to sense them. Oh, yeah. Okay, so we could even do that, like, they could have, I don't know, they could... Hmm. I'm saying that's just the feature for the yeah, background. Yeah, feature. 
No, okay. no, 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 not Even a base that. feature. That's a feature for the background. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, cool. And then I think we forgot to mention that the skills that we were talking about being the bonuses were charisma and intelligence, right? Yeah. Um, I mean, from the experience that you get in like Kaladesh and Ether Revolt stories, you're not really introduced to a lot of Aetherborn, so you really only can play it off of um, kind of figure out personalities based on like the individual Aetherborn, but I think a common feature is like your, oh, what is it? It's like, it's well, almost like a death day party. Uh, the penultimate. The name. Yes, your penultimate party, where like, it's a pretty common thing that you throw a party, surround yourself with friends, and surround yourself with other Aetherborn when you're going to dissipate yeah. back I'm, into the Aether. Well, not even just Aetherborn, with just everyone. Yeah. I think that so. the fact that one, they're they're born fully like formed and intelligent mm-hmm. means that they get the intelligence bonus. Yeah. And then the fact that they're able to just insert themselves into uh Kaladesh life means that they have to be fairly charismatic to just show up somewhere and go, Oi, I want a job. Yeah. Or like Hmm, I'm going to make giant investments. Yeah, by definition, they need to be charismatic to get access to the initial money to make the investments. I mean, and it it seems like they actually are, when they are born, quote-unquote, I totally did finger quotes for that, even though my camera's not on, um, they have an Aetherborn family that does take them in. Yeah, that seems to be sort of location-based. Yeah, like, oh, this is the clan that found you, so we're just... I don't think it's even found you, or I think it's, like, you were born in this sort of area, which means you yeah. were probably caused by this ether production facility. Yeah. And it seems like there are some traits that run through families, but nothing big and important. Yeah, I mean, they might help you get your start, but beyond that, it's like, you're on your own to be, like, to convince people to let you do all these big things. Yeah. Yeah, like, it does seem like a, a big thing is that they'll leave money to the family so that the family can give newborns a start, but that's pretty much it. Yeah, I mean, like, the only ones we really get a chance to meet, you meet Gonti, who's the crime boss, Yeheni, who is an, uh, he's like an investor and a socialite. Yeah. Um, There's an inventor, and then there's the one who, it's like in the very first time you meet Yeheni, um, it's like this, this Etherborn dissipates in front of him, and like, he was a petty criminal. Oh, well, that's kind of horrible. So, like, he was running, for, like, that's the whole thing, is, like, he was running from the guards as he's, like, minutes away from dying, and then just dies in front of Yeheni. That's a weird one, but okay. Yeah, but that's, like, that's literally how little you really get to figure out what is going on with the Aetherborn. And, I mean, there's the crime boss, like, in charge of the entire, like, black market of Kaladesh. Who has a... Who's, like, kept alive on a mechanized heart. I was about to say, who has an amazing mechanized heart that is, like, the best thing I've ever seen. It's pretty cool. Um, but yeah, so I guess I do think charisma would be a good... Yeah. You definitely would get some sort of a bonus there. And I don't think there's too many other things we really would want to give them before they start becoming a little bit too good. I think even, like, the closer you are, I don't know, maybe something having to deal with strength where, like, you might, I know you said you don't like the thought of negative points, but you do, the closer you are to death, like, the less effective your attacks become. I would agree with that, but it's one of those sort of nitpicky things where they only become significantly weaker really close to their death. Yes. I mean, literally, they're losing parts of their body. It's it's like their skin is cracking off and they're starting yeah. to dissipate. But that's only um, within, like, a few hours of their death. Yeah. Or and, uh, maybe a few... It seemed almost like a few days of their death. Or, like, when, it's, when you're close to death, essentially. Like, time is nitpicky. I feel like time is super nitpicky, but the closer yeah. you are, the more you're falling apart. I feel like it's definitely a thing where it's... If you have one of these in your campaign, you... The DM is definitely at discretion to give you negatives if you have not, uh, like, if your body is starting to fall apart. But it can also be, I don't want this to have any sort of codified thing because then you really are getting into the realm of just making people's lives significantly harder for no good gameplay reason. 
I feel like maybe a disadvantage role. Again, I don't want to make people's lives harder for no significant gameplay reason, though. Exactly. It just it, it was something that popped up in my head as I was I was looking at the different stats. I'm like, oh, that actually might be something to think about. In D and D Fifth Edition, there's no other negative you can give someone besides disadvantage yeah. anymore. So. So yes, it would probably be up to your DM to say, well, you're kind of falling apart, so you're going to get disadvantage on this strength check. Yeah. But so. again, that's really one of those. That's just your DM kind of being mean to you. Yeah, it's like, is your DM a dick? Ask the question before you make the roll. <laughs> no, that no. Ask. Do not ask your DM before you make a roll. Your DM will tell you if you need to make a roll. Do not just roll. Yeah. If you just roll, the DM is going to say, okay, I didn't tell you to make that roll, so now it's a bad thing. <laughs> Oof, that would yeah. suck so much. Do not just roll. Like, if you are not DMing, this is not a joke. Do not just roll, because now your DM has just assumed that, okay, you think you're going to get away with something now. I am going to punish you. Ooh, painful. Well, because we get really tired of that, I promise you. <laughs> I have yet to DM, and I will probably figure that out when I do for the first time. Yeah, the first time someone says something to the effect of, uh... Uh, I'm trying to think of any off the top of my head, but they've all left me. Like, there are some, some ones that are just sort of accepted, like, okay, I want to try and convince this person to do something. What do I need to roll? And in that case, as maybe that's just me as a DM, like, okay, first tell me what you're saying, because if you're not actually saying something impressive, then they don't care how well you roll and how pretty you yeah. are. Because remember, that's all charisma really is, is how pretty am I? At least in D&D. Yeah. Not in real life, but in D&D. I'm trying to think, like, I'm looking, is there any other, like, big things that you thought of that, like, are important with the Aetherborn? Like, things that we could tie in to the character? Not really. I mean, again, if we're gonna, if the background is included, I would say that you would probably get proficiency in two skills and just to yeah. to add the limiting factor what i would say is just um you can have any two skills but they would probably have to be the same uh ability score mm -hmm. so it, again this is only if the background is included in the aetherborn uh you could have i don't know insight and uh perception both trained because Whatever your job was, it apparently required wisdom, because those are both wisdom skills. Yeah. Um, or, actually, that wouldn't work real well, because I'm pretty sure there's only one strength skill. Because hmm. it's just athletics. Hmm. Huh, it's that's weird. Yeah, it's athletics. That's the only strength skill that there is. Yeah, weird. I mean, I can't think of anything, well, like... I would argue you can't really build your body, so I would argue that acrobatics might be sort of a thing, but eh. but yeah, I would just say that you would just have to pick. I mean, that's more two... dex, though. I'm no, no, it is dex. I'm saying that's yeah. the only one that you could argue maybe is strength, but no, I'm yeah. just saying that if you included that in the background, I would say that you should probably um require that they both be the same skill yeah i mean i'm trying to i'm looking at that i'm and trying to figure I, like again it's all background stuff what did you do before you joined this party because like again charisma like intimidation could be interesting but like but, what did you do before that allowed you to be that you needed to be intimidating yeah so i don't think there's really again, too much more we can say about it because I mean, yeah. they have some interesting elements, but they're, they aren't super well fleshed out. And mm -hmm. having seen the way that Wizards has done the other plane shifts, it's entirely possible that they will just go, here's humans, dwarves, and maybe elves, and just yeah. leave off uh, Like, Aetherborn. you can't be an Aetherborn. Yeah, if they even do it, which they may not yeah. do. So If they do, we yeah. will uh, probably talk about it. Oh, definitely. I would I would love to talk about it, just because so far, 
I really like Kaladesh, like the concept behind it. It's interesting. Well, there's me. no more so far. It's done now. Kaladesh is interesting to me. Yes, <laughs> I'm just saying. There, there is no Full more stop. now. <laughs> what was that? That was background. Oh. Anyways. Um, yeah. Uh, did you have any other thoughts about just like how to use different elements from... No, I think we're pretty much done with this as much as we're going to be able to do without yeah. significantly more thought. I mean, there's also, like, we'd get into some really nitpicky things. Yeah, which is why I'm saying let's move away from it now and start ending <laughs> off the Sounds show, because I don't think there's anything else we can do. Mm, not that I can think of. Yeah. At least not for this topic. Um, S Yeah. So this has been the 16th episode of The Lair of Lore. We are recording this live. They are all going to be live. Uh, it's usually going to be sometime between 5 and 6 uh, Mountain Time at twitch.tv slash nian713. That's N-I-I-A-N. Uh, we're doing a 365-day streaming challenge there. You can actually find everything that we do there. Uh, you can also find... Well, also everything we do at the at <clears throat> layeroflore.com, uh, facebook.com slash layeroflore, Twitter at layeroflore. We're layeroflore everywhere. Literally everywhere. Uh, you can email it us. It makes it easy. Yeah. You can email us at uh, masterminds at layeroflore.com. Uh, you can find us on YouTube at youtube.com slash c slash layeroflore. Um, and if you really, really like what we're doing, you can support us on Patreon, which is also patreon.com slash layer of lore. <laughs> Could you guess? Uh, it if you, makes it easy. If you do support us on Patreon, you can get access to stuff like the Derpy Puppy Feed, which is my idiot dogs being goobers because they're incapable of not, uh, as well as getting access to YouTube videos, uh, stream vids, and uh, podcast about 24 hours earlier than everybody else. It works. Yeah. There's fun stuff. There is fun stuff. You can also get access to the extra bits, which is the stuff before and after every podcast where we are uncensored, though we've stopped being as censored anyway. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and where we are mostly just angry and yelling about things. <laughs> It's because we both have strong opinions. <laughs> we both have strong opinions, and they're opinions that do not always agree. We also exactly. are communicating through a uh, router that Miriam appears to have stolen from the mid-1990s. So, it's not... It is not that bad. <laughs> so about... Yes, it is. That's when the last time DSL was the primary internet provider. Okay. You, At least it's not dial-up. Just think how much how terrible that would be. You have about dial up speeds. Uh, not gonna <laughs> argue with you on that one. <laughs> yes, so you get the extra bonus of we are uh, actively angry and we are both talking at each other when one of us usually can't tell that the other one can't hear the other. Oh god, it's so frustrating because it's like, wait, wait, where did you go? Yeah. We're, we're just here. Discord is wonderful, however, it does this fun thing where uh, it mutes you if you're not actively making enough noise, which is really good, actually. It's perfect for all intended purposes. Yeah. It doesn't work if your uh, co-host randomly loses internet for, like, 15-second bursts. Yep, because that totally happens. <laughs> That just happened for about half a second in there when you turned into a robot. Oh. No, no, don't worry. Okay. Everything was totally understandable, but in the middle of the word happens, you just went into a robot for a second. Okay, but admit it's not nearly as bad as when we were trying to use versus Discord. I'm going to assume you said Skype because yep. I heard and then nothing. Oh, my bad. Yeah. Um, I'm no, just no, 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 no. Don't worry. Exactly. It, it, I promise you it made sense. Don't worry. I'm just... <laughs> I'm making it sound worse. Okay, to be fair, like, me making sense is like a day-to-day -day come out of my mouth in the order in which I intended it to come out of You've seen this happen before. I'm also just waiting until you were done, because I wasn't sure you were done. 
and pausing for effect for uh, listeners who just witnessed you drop out twice in one sentence. The problem is if Miriam talks for a certain amount of time, her internet goes, oh shit, and forgets what it's doing. Yeah, it, it has to really think about what's going on. Yeah. Um, which kind of sucks, but whatever. So anyway, thank you all very much for watching. Uh, we are going to head out now before I forget. Again, please remember to come check out uh, twitch.tv slash Nian713. That's N-I-I-A-N. 365 day streaming challenge. I might actually stream a little bit tonight after this because I now have a very deep desire to play D uh, Bloodborne for reasons I can't actually explain. We usually hang around after the show um, on the stream, so if you just want to chat with us, we're here. Uh, we do. This time we will not be, but... I mean, we'll still be in chat, but we will be finishing up any of the extra bits still in the... Or recording the extra bits, but sending... But not live. Sorry. Words hard. Yeah. Uh, because again, I might be streaming Bloodborne a little bit, so I want to get all of that set up while we are finishing the recording. Yep, so and I'm making chili. We will see you all next week. Thank you very much for listening or watching, whichever way you're doing it. And, uh, bye. See, see you next time. <laughs>